Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 11.30 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. Good morning. Welcome to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we are pleased to have back with us on this third Thursday of G's Power Hour, Chef George Ashford. I'm sorry, third Wednesday. I'm getting my days mixed up. Guess what? Because I'm I'm waiting with, with bated breath and appetite to see what Chef George has to offer us. So, good morning, Chef. How are you doing? I'm good, G. Good morning to you, and. Thank you. Thank you for returning and, um, you know, sharing with us all of your your knowledge and, and wetting our appetites, and, and in this case, wetting our appetites for the holidays, which, yeah, I know it's October, but it's just around the corner, you know. Absolutely. I want to talk about just a few dishes um, that you can kind of spice up your Thanksgiving holiday with, or you can have this before Thanksgiving. It's a wonderful dish and uh, just a couple of different items. We'll talk about lamb. But before I get into that, you know, I went to walk the dogs earlier this morning, mm-hmm. about 630 in the morning. It's kind of cold out there, and uh, which is good for me because I'm from Chicago. And uh, so this, okay. is like, this is like the little taste of, of, of uh, Chicago weather. A little but, nip. Uh, yeah, but I was sitting there thinking about it. Um, just the other day, I made uh, some soup. So I said this would be a good soup weather. And I have just yes. a couple of pointers for, you know, for your audience. Um, Great. I so love we can homemade prepare, Yeah, we could prepare some homemade soup. We actually had a catered event, and we roasted the vegetables. If you've been following the show, we prepare, like, broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, and a couple of the uh, vegetables, like the, the asparagus, we'll grill the asparagus. We'll blanch them first, and we'll grill the asparagus. And the carrots, we'll blanch them just a little bit. We still want them firm, and then we'll roast them in the oven. Broccoli, we'll dip into um, like a steam um, or just boiling water for a second. So you want it nice and green. You don't want it mushy. Cauliflower, we'll break up into pieces, and we'll roast that. But anyway, so I had I had some roasted vegetables left over from 
from uh, an event that we had just catered. Mm-hmm. And the vegetables are still nice and have a little Christmas to them. So I said, this would be great to make some soup. So the other day I put together, and I, I'm suggesting this because you can do this at home. You have leftover mm-hmm. vegetables. You can make a nice vegetable soup. You can take those leftover vegetables. You can add uh, a vegetable stock to it. You don't have to be fancy. You can go to uh, your local store. You can get, like, the different types of vegetable stocks. What I suggest is to try to find something with lower sodium, and mm-hmm. um, you can take that, and you can use that as a vegetable stock. If you want chicken stock, you can get a good chicken stock. If you can get organic or if you can get one with low sodium or both, that's always good, too. And you can just make a, just a quick stock. At the, in the restaurants, we actually do a kettle uh, stock. We cook everything down from a reduction. So, mm-hmm. um, like, we, we're, we're, making, we're making a dish. We use bone marrow. We're making vegetables. We put ends of celery and carrots and different things like that to make the actual vegetable stock. But there's a ways that you can do it at home or as fast, as quick. And uh, you can utilize some of the food items that are in your uh, refrigerator. Save you some money. Let's use everything up like we do in a restaurant. Mm-hmm. All so right. You can take Sounds those cool. Mm-hmm. You can take those vegetables and um, get your stock just simmering. Add the vegetables to it. If you want to kick it up a little bit to make it, you know, this is a vegan dish. So you have a, a vegan, you know, you have like a vegetable stock. And then you can add uh, kabanjo beans to it. Um, you can chop in if you have a little kale, you know, let's say you add kale for something or, or, or juice or something like that. You can chop in a little kale at the end. Um, you can chop up an onion. It's always good. A little fresh garlic. You can. I like to saute it off a little bit so it softens and then add it to the stock. And you have a quick vegetable soup. You're using up some of the food items in your uh, refrigerator, and um, you can have you can use that as a base for other um, stocks too. You can add chicken. You had a rotisserie chicken that you picked up from one of the box stores, and you got like half a rotisserie chicken in your refrigerator. You can pull the meat off of that and add the chicken to the to the vegetable soup, and now it becomes like a chicken vegetable. You mm-hmm. can add noodles to it to make it a little bit more heartier, and you can get uh, a meal or maybe even a lunch out of it, you know, uh, that with a salad. You know, I'm trying to think of ways, you know, to utilize all of the food items that you have in your refrigerator, um, make a good meal. It still has a exactly. homemade element to it. Yeah. So it's good stuff. Yeah. So that's the sort of thing I was thinking about <clears throat> as I as I saw the cold weather out here. No, cooler weather. Yeah. This is not cold. The cooler weather. Well, uh, the not problem, yet. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so I think the temperature is like 56 degrees out. So, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Earlier it was. So, it's but, gotten a little warmer now, but still, I mean, it, it is it is changing definitely. And it is, it is that time of year where it's kind of changing. And it kind of goes back and forth. Yesterday definitely was, was cooler. Um, I, I did don a sweater for a change, uh, you know, 
but yeah, it, so like when you have those type of days, it's nice to come in and and um, and actually I had made some homemade chicken soup and uh, a while back and I had it in the freezer, so I went and pulled it out and put it in the refrigerator to start thawing. I'm like, this is gonna be great. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting till I'm waiting till it till it thaws, and I'm hoping hoping in the next uh, day or two that it's gonna be ready to go. So. Yeah, and it's just as good when you freeze it. And sometimes holding a soup, uh, eating a soup uh, a couple of days later after you make it is always good. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so these are just a couple of little uh, hints that you can utilize everything in your refrigerator. Now, for the holidays, or it doesn't necessarily have to be for the holidays, but if you wanted to have something um, that you don't necessarily get all the time, I would suggest, like, um, uh, the experiment, you know, you want to step outside your comfort zone and actually get right. into items such as a, like the leg of lamb, for example, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, we have a, a nice smoked leg of lamb recipe where we, we, we pick out a nice leg of lamb. You'll see it will come in like a little net. And the net is because the leg of lamb is, has different parts to it, and it has a tendency to break apart. And it's a beautiful cut of meat, but we're going to smoke this so it's mm. nice and slow and it's going to be juicy. So so one of the seasonings that we use for that is we utilize, um, uh, like, uh, dried Italian seasoning, which you can get, obviously, you can get from your regular grocery store, dried mint, dried um, orange peel. I like to use, like, cracked pepper and kosher salt. The kosher salt is primarily because it's more coarse. It's more of a coarse green salt. And what I do is I mix these ingredients together, um, like equal portions of the a little bit. I, I'm a little bit heavier on the, on the mint than anything else. But I'll, I'll use maybe, like, two tablespoons of mint to one tablespoon of the um, dried orange peel. And the Italian seasoning, perhaps one tablespoon, and then the kosher sauce, depending on the taste, you can use a tablespoon of that. We're going to smoke it so it's going to, a lot of that meat is just going to absorb into the meat. I mean, a lot of the salt is going to absorb into the meat. And what we do is we make a paste out of the olive oil. And we use maybe about three tablespoons of olive oil, olive, a good virgin olive oil. We make a paste out of that, and then we massage that into the leg of lamb. And if you've heard any of my cooking um, tips before, I always suggest let your meat rest outside of the refrigerator for about 45 minutes in, in like a nice, you know, air-conditioned room like your kitchen, and have that meat just kind of marinate on it. Now, you could do the marinade, if you wish, the day before, and I suggest that because it really permeates into the meat. And you take that, uh, uh, let it rest outside, like in your uh, kitchen, for about 45 minutes so the temperature is not as cold. You're going to prepare your smoker. And, again, there's a lot of difference between smoking uh, meats and grilling meats. Grilling, uh, grilling are temperatures of high temperatures, starting out about when you grill something, it's from underneath, and the flames 
generally are, are touching the meat. So you're getting a charring action from that. We're not trying to necessarily do that with this leg and lamb. It's a tender, it's a delicate piece of meat, but it has to be cooked correctly. So what we're looking to do with this particular recipe is to smoke it. So smoking is from temperatures about 200 to 300 degrees, 275. It's generally within a smoking range. So you're going to cook it slow. Yeah, slow cooking, slow so it's nice and tender and juicy. So you get your smoker um, ready and get that prepped. Allow it to start having smoke. We want to get it up to a temperature about 220, 225. And, um, and what I do is I put, a, I put it like in a foil pan. You can put your leg of lamb in a foil pan, a half pan. Uh, they're generally about two and a half, about three pounds um, for the, like the baby leg of lamb. And um, you put them in a, put them in a, um, like a half pan, a half foil pan, and put it in the smoker just like that once the smoker reaches about a temperature of 225. And you're going to let it, uh, again, this is not a science of smoking because it's not necessarily a controlled temperature. The temperatures may vary, so your cooking times will vary too. But what you want to do, you want to maybe cook that leg of lamb to it's about, if you're looking for something medium, which is going to be about uh, 140, 145 temperature inside, um, if you want it more well done, you can bring it up to about 170. So, you know, within those ranges are very, very good for uh, smoking the leg of lambs. And you just, I think, you just let it smoke slowly, check the temperature periodically. It's not going to smoke quickly. You know it's going to be in there for at least an hour, maybe 45 minutes you want to check it. Just check that internal temperature with your thermometer. And I suggest mm-hmm. I suggest everyone picking up a digital thermometer from one of your local stores. Uh, they sell them at um, all, all of the, 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 the different grocery stores have uh, thermometers for sale for checking the temperature. So it's a, very, it's a, it's a must kitchen aid, aid if you want to, to have the two gauge of what your meat is looking like inside. Well, I, I'm uh, just I'm just curious because I my, my husband always we get into this this thing uh, and maybe you can kind of talk a little bit about it. We get into this thing about resting the meat and I'm like it's going to be cold. It's going to be cold. <laughs> you know, it's like you know because he, he's like he always says you like your food piping hot, but you know and I guess I get that from you know growing up and it's like you know eat your food before it gets cold, right? So. <laughs> So when you talk, it's like when when people start talking about sitting the meat out and letting it rest, I'm like it's gonna be cold. <laughs> you know, so I guess I don't know how do you, how do you balance that or what's the what's the key ingredient to making sure that you know you don't have meat that's kind of by the time it gets to the table it's kind of tepid, you know? Well, well, one of the things you want to do is this: is that uh, the reason you want to let uh, any meat, any meat rest. Like chicken, mm-hmm. for example, would be probably the best example. Let's mm-hmm. say you're cooking a whole chicken. You're baking it in the oven. Mm-hmm. Take it out the oven and you slice it, the juices are going to run. So right. what you're looking for, yeah, you're looking to try to keep the juices inside the meat as long as possible. So you got to give it an opportunity to, to when, you're, when you're cooking, when it's actually in the oven, the meat is expanding. You know, so it's like 
when you take it out of the oven, you're letting it rest, it's starting to settle down into the actual meat and absorb back into the meat. If it's really hot and you slice that chicken, the juices are going to run everywhere. Or if you slice okay. the, um, a, a roast or anything, it's going to run everywhere. So you want it to kind of rest. Right. When, when you're resting, it doesn't mean that you're letting it cool off. You just want it to rest mm-hmm. for maybe um, like this leg of lamb, I would suggest when you when you take it out, you're going to let it rest for about 10 minutes, you know. So the internal the internal temperature is still going to be, you know, nice and uh, it's, it's going to be hot. It's going to be up to the temperature it needs to be. Other things that we do, of course, uh, once we slice it, the juices aren't running. They're going to run, but there's not going to be as much, you know. Just picture, like I said, taking a chicken run out the oven. As soon as you slice the juices everywhere. You let it rest a little bit longer, you're still going to have juices that are going to run, but it's not going to be as much. So more of the juices are going to absorb back into the meat, which is going to give you a moisture, juicier meat. So that's one of the purposes of that. Now, serving that dish, I would suggest uh, there's a couple things you can do. You can, um, uh, take the, you can take the actual juices, speaking of that, that are going to be left in the pan. You can make a... Like a, uh, I, I'm more of a natural, but you can use that those juices as a as a natural I juice to to dip some of the meats into it. Um, I prefer that method as opposed to the gravy. To me, it's a little bit more healthier, and it's more natural. I'm, I prefer the natural juices. And then what I like to do is make a a mint sauce, which is really really simple. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the side. I take, for example, you can go to the grocery store, you pick up the mint jelly, you know, you'll mm-hmm. find in the, the, you know, jelly department where they have the jelly and peanut butter and all that kind of stuff. So you have the, you have the mint jelly and you're going to take um, like three parts of mint jelly to maybe a uh, part and a half. Like I say, I have two tables, three tablespoons of mint jelly. I'll use maybe about a tablespoon and a half of the John mustard, but you want to use not necessarily the John. I'm sorry, you want to uh, use like a stone ground mustard, like a the John stone ground mustard, okay. and because it's going to give it a little bit more texture to it, and you you can let the the jelly rest a little bit. When I say rest, you don't want it cold. If it's cold, it's going to be hard harder to whisk. You can warm up that jelly a little bit and then just mix the two together. Um, stone ground mustard, preferably the John. Mixed with the mint jelly, makes a wonderful mint sauce. You don't have to do anything else to it. And you'll be surprised the flavors that come out of it. And that's served on the side of the, uh, of the uh, leg of lamb, along with the natural juice. So you have two choices that you can, you know, you can add some of the juices back to the meat and also serve a little bit of that uh, mint sauce on the side. And you got a nice dish. You know, along with all the other trimmings that you're going to have, your, your Thanksgiving turkey, which we'll talk about another time, but you can, you can serve that along with your Thanksgiving turkey. If you can have, if you want a honey glazed ham, you can serve, so then you have three impressive meats. Just keep in mind, you said, oh, my God, how expensive, but just keep in mind that you're not going to use as much of each, uh, of each meat. And, you, know, sometimes, you know, sometimes we think we have to buy equal portions of the meats. You don't. 
So it depends on how many people you're feeding. Yeah, depending on how many people you're feeding, they're getting a little bit of lamb. They're going to get some turkey. They're going to get, you know, sliced with ham. So now the portions may be the size or slightly more than what you would use if you're just serving one of the meats. And it gives a nice variety, you know, a variety that's going to go with it. And just something to think about, too, for the holidays coming up, as much preparation we're big on that, that you can do ahead of time. That's our hint for today. You can make your collard greens the week before and throw them in the freezer, like even two weeks before, throw them in the freezer, put them in the gallon bags. I suggest double gallon bagging them and put them in the freezer. You have fresh collard greens. You're going to let them thaw down naturally in the refrigerator. And that's one less dish, which takes a lot of time to prepare and you have that dish out the way. You can do the same thing with green beans, if you wish. You have that mm-hmm. dish out the way. Um, little things you can do to kind of uh, spice up your side dishes, like everybody likes the the cranberry sauce. You know, mm-hmm. you, you know, and often and, and often we go and buy the jail cranberry sauce, which is good. But also try the the ones with the whole berries. That's nice, too, and you can buy it. You can still get the can, but you can do a little something to that can to spice it up, to make a cranberry relish. You can add uh, orange zest to it, fresh orange zest to it. You can add um, a couple little dry cranberries. You can even add into the cranberry sauce. Um, you can add a little bit of orange juice to it, slightly amount to stir it around. So it's different things you can do to kind of spice up uh, your different your different side dishes for the holidays. So something to think about. I know Thanksgiving seems like a long way away, and we're it really you know isn't. We're, it really <laughs> is. We got about you know about a month in a in a couple of weeks. We'll be right there. So. Yeah. And, and then too, you know, with with people, the thing about it, it catches up on you so fast because there's almost like some always something going on. Like I know in between. Um, now and then, you know, some people are, are, you know, dealing with uh, Halloween and stuff like that. But also, too, you know, you, you're, if you're thinking that you might go away or you might have company for the holidays, you have to kind of prepare for that as well, too. Mm-hmm. And then also, too, you know, you've got to also kind of develop a budget. So you've got to know, you know, who's coming, you know, and how much stuff costs because lamb is not necessarily – uh, the the least expensive of of the bunch. I love lamb, but you know, mm-hmm. you, you know, and so you've got to kind of know who's coming, and then you know, okay, how many people are probably you know more likely to eat lamb than turkey, or or chicken than turkey, or turkey than something else, you know, and just kind of start start planning, um, not too early, you know, because you don't want to be pushed to the last minute. And then you're doing the shopping in there out of different things, whatever you can get. Like you were talking about the cranberry sauce, you know, that's something mm-hmm. that you can possibly go ahead and purchase and set aside now if you have made the plans in terms of how many people are coming. You know, there's all so kinds of all stuff. It's all in execution. You're, you're absolutely right, G. It's all in execution. And um, for me, uh, as a caterer, and obviously um, applying those skills to my household, I actually mm-hmm. would prepare as much as possible, like that turkey is marinating overnight, ready to go. That leg of lamb is going to be ready to go. I already have the collard greens that are made. The green beans mm-hmm. are made. All of this is going to be made ahead of time. 
And we'll talk about it next month, but as we're really into yeah. that season. But all of these things we made, cranberry relish will be made ahead of time. Um, I'm going to make the dressing where all I have to do is put it in the oven. So what I'm saying to you folks is that on the day of Thanksgiving, all you should be doing is putting food in the oven and taking it out. You mm, basically want to exactly. have your mac and cheese. Yep, have your mac and cheese sauce ready to go. You know, which we're gonna we're gonna touch upon that next month. Where we're gonna talk about how to make a, a a real macaroni cheese sauce. I know everybody's grandmother has the best one, but I'm gonna show you just a you know our recipe, how to make a mac and cheese. Yeah, from scratch, with mm-hmm. six different cheeses in it, and yeah. it's gonna be delicious. You're gonna bake it, but Everything is ready to rock and roll on the day of Thanksgiving. You're not, you're, there's no surprises. You're not, it's like, hey, you know, I want to enjoy the holiday too. And one other yeah. hint too, have have some folks on cleanup duty. Because if you do, uh, yep. you don't need to be cleaning up too. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, I mean, it's it's kind of unfair a little bit that the cook doesn't get a chance to enjoy the holiday as well. So, you know, you kind of have to make – that's why the execution plan has to be there. And so it's like, okay, you know, you're on prep duty, you're on cooking duty, and you're on cleaning duty, you know, and just kind of spread it around so, so everybody participates, but everybody can enjoy the actual day, you know. So. Exactly. And, uh, yeah, and I, I do. Yeah, and I do have some questions about that macaroni and and cheese because I I just made some, (laughs) and and, uh, I did use about uh, at least four, if not more, different cheeses and stuff. And, and, you know, because I don't do it that often because I was like, okay, we got to start, you know, you can't do the starch, can't do the starch, can't do that. And I kept finally saying, okay, I want to do some macaroni and cheese. So I Mm -hmm. did some. So, yeah, but um, yeah, I have a couple questions about that because you know I know people use different things in their macaroni and cheese, and I'm, I'm like, why? But you know, and then I use some that people would question as well. So I think it's a lot of matter of preference. But I know there's some basics, so we'll talk about that next month. So, what's going on with CBB Bistro? Oh, CB Bistro, we're doing uh, tremendously well. The actual um, the actual catering business is our primary catering. I mean, it's our primary business, and we are, thank God, I'm, I'm blessed. We are absolutely swamped with catering business. So our oh, wow. next bistro that yeah, thank, and that's a blessing. Our next bistro that we're looking at is believe is on the 29th. And what I'll do is I'll send you more information upon it. And, okay. uh, you know, so that you can post and let your audience know. Okay, looking forward to it. Chef George Ashford of CB Bistro, thank you so much for taking the time again, and we look forward to having you back next month. You take care. Always a pleasure, Jay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. We're going to take a quick break. If you have questions or comments, the number is 516-387-1944. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had a So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Tim Garris. Uh, you may know me as Timmy G. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's been two decades, but I want you to know I'm back in the argument. And I've got a mix of music that can help you relax and chill out. It's smooth, it's relaxing, it's chill out jazz. The soulful mix of smooth jazz, soul, and smooth R&B. So join me every Wednesday night, 10 p.m. to midnight on KHAM Radio. 
are you chillin'? Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. Hey there. Welcome back to G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. And we want to, again, thank Chef George Ashford of CBB Stroke for joining us. And, you know, I'm, like, ready to, you know, start doing something. I mean, you can do, like, just one dish once a week and then just sock it away you know, or, or or prep something so that, you know, you, you're kind of just about ready to go when Thanksgiving comes, you know, um, it's about five weeks away. So, you know, five or six weeks away. So anyway, um, tomorrow we have uh, our Tech Thursday guru, Burton Kelso of Integral on. It is um, National Cybersecurity uh, Month. And so we're going to talk a little bit about cybersecurity. Um, also, uh, it's, uh, I just wanted to remind everybody, too, about the other things that are going on this month. It is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, it is also Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I hope you all who, who may have forgotten, including me, and I got to do it, uh, go get your mammogram, go sign up for your mammogram. I got to find my paperwork and, and go get my mammogram. Um, but hope, hopefully you can do that. Uh, there are a lot of programs going on out there, you know, for testing and stuff, so please do that. Um, to, this also this week is um, National School Safety Week. So when Burton comes on, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. And then Friday is Friday in the Garden here on G's Power Hour. So, you know, please don't miss it. I'm trying to get my buddy Kevin Anderson back on. He's been busy, so um, he said he might be able to give, give us some time next week so there's some issues that I want to talk about with him and um, in the meantime though please keep all of the areas the war-torn countries the, the innocent victims um, in prayer as well as the leaders who are making these decisions and help all of them come to some sort of uh, reconciliation where we can be at some sort of peaceful accord uh, especially around this time of year, but, you know, not just this time of year, but, you know, all, always in the future. If there's a way to be diplomatic, if there's a way to reconcile st- stuff, if there's a way to come to peace, we want to do that. And so we want to ask everybody to to please pray. Um, if you have loved ones in, in these areas, please, you know, uh, let us, if, if you know, kind of if you want to call in and say, hey, you know, I'm concerned, um, you know, about this person. This is what they're going through over there. This is what I know. And, you know, ask for prayers. You know, we're open to that as well. So please do that. Thank you for listening. We're going to cut it short today. This has been G's Power Hour. I've never had it so good entertainment. I am your host, G. Thank you for listening. Be well, be safe, be blessed. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.
Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.